0: One of the things people constantly ask me is how do you make time for family when you run multiple businesses and you never seem burned out? And I will tell you that when I worked in corporate, I completely burned myself out. I burnt the candle at both ends. I worked nights. I worked weekends. I didn't take care of my health. I was exhausted. I made no time for self-care. So when you learn the hard way, you make changes. And so I really got present to all of the mistakes that I made in my corporate career that allowed me to achieve very, very high levels of success and income and results and promotions that were very beneficial to my life. But I compromised in many of my areas of my personal life in order to achieve that success. And I vowed to myself when I started my own business that I would never do that again. And that promise that I made to myself, I've kept that promise. And You know, I'm going on 11 years as an entrepreneur, and I can honestly say I am the most focused, clear, productive, and invested in family, self care, my faith. And all of the personal things that will allow me to sustain performance over the long term as I ever have been. And I want to break down several of the things that I've learned and done that have helped me make that transition from burnout and sacrifice of my personal well-being and, and you know self-love essentially to crossing the bridge to what I do now in the world of entrepreneurship when I committed to doing things differently for myself. And I want to be really, really clear that this is not about, you know, my boss or working for another company versus working for myself. This is simply about me making the changes that I need to make. We all are completely responsible and accountable for our own discipline around self-care. It does not matter whether you work for yourself or you work for someone else. No one's going to come save you. No one is going to tell you, hey, it's important to go take care of yourself, make your doctor's appointments, take a day off, go to the spa, meditate, you know, get therapy, whatever. Like, no one's going to tell you that. And it doesn't matter whether you work for someone else or whether you work for yourself. You have to own it. You have to own it. No one's here to save you. And so I want to be very, very clear that I do not blame corporate for me burning myself out and not taking care of myself. I blame my own immaturity and my own lack of strategy and awareness around what was necessary to balance the two. And maybe it was a little bit of a limiting belief on my part as well, not really seeing the big picture of how being optimally focused and being maximized as a human feeds into performance on such a significant level that even if you're quote unquote doing less, you will get so much more if you are optimal. And I truly do not think that I understood this in my 20s I began to really understand this as I went into my thirties. And, and, you know, now I'm like obsessively focused on optimizing my brain power and my ability to execute with efficiency and effectiveness. And I truly, finally understand that the level of optimization that I focus on of myself is the number one thing that is going to impact my ability to achieve all of my other goals. I hope that's making sense for all of you. And I hope it's speaking into you in your life as well. I think many of you are also on this self-care journey and many of you are going through this same transformation that I've been going through for many years of really understanding the power of self-love, self-care, and health and, and wellness optimization, both mentally, physically, and spiritually. And I think this is an evolution over a lifetime. I don't think it's something that you ever get to a point where you're like, yep, I'm optimal. Let me check that box and move on to something else, right? It, it's, it's a journey of a lifetime. That all being said, when people ask me about how I make time to put my family first and really prioritize my mental and emotional well being, and you know, health and wellness, and and sustain high performance without burnout. I have some tricks in my bag because I've been there and done that. You know, I think when you've experienced the low low, it makes you really really clear on what you don't want, and then you have to get a, a plan and a strategy for what you do want, right? And so. For me, I, I've experienced the entire arc of that, and and so I feel very clear on what I don't want and what I do want, and how I need to behave in order to experience what I do want. So that's just giving a little bit of contextualization to you know all of this for me. And again, it's not that I worked in corporate; that's not the reason why. It's not that I worked for someone else. Self care is is it's exactly that self self care, <laughs> right? So it doesn't matter what kind of environment you work in. It's really a, a set of choices and decisions that you need to make each day, right? So we'll, we'll kind of set that baseline there. That said, I want to talk today about one of the core concepts that I really moved into about a year ago and it's totally changed my life. And those of you that were on the planner session, uh, when you buy the 2023 planner, you get uh, the millionaire mindset uh, series, the the session that I did that really teaches you about how to use the planner, how to set up your time, how to prioritize, uh, you know, all of these things, how to block it out, all of that. If you have not gotten that, honestly, it's worth buying a planner just to get the training. I'll be really, really honest. I, I knocked it out of the park. I broke it all down. Uh, I gave you meaningful things that you're going to use for the rest of your life. You can go to uemerch.com. There's just a few left. There's just a few left. So again, you can go to uemerch.com to grab a planner. And like I said, even if you don't need the planner, give the planner to someone as a gift, get the planner just so that you get access to the the training, which covers what we're talking about on the show here today and like 30 other things that are going to make a meaningful difference for you in up-leveling your life and optimizing your 1% life. So that said, I wanna talk today about themed days. So one of the things that I started doing about a year ago was I reorganized my calendar into themed days. And so I broke it down into my CEO day, which is all about strategic planning, thinking, quiet time for planning and really looking at how I'm optimizing overall the directionality and implementation for the organization, okay? You will find that once you get into the seven figures and beyond, thinking time becomes the most essential thing that's going to drive your business forward. I see a lot of CEOs that are trying to be CEOs, but really they're just operators and they're operators because they spend all day doing. They don't spend any time thinking. And because of that, when, when the leader is down in tactic all the time, it's almost impossible for the organization to optimize and level up to move very, very quickly towards a big vision. Because no one's focused on vision. Everyone's focused on tactic. So if you're at seven figures or beyond or you're inching up towards it, The number one thing that I would really encourage you to look at on your calendar is carving out time to be a CEO and to really create a distinction between what it means to you to be a visionary CEO, which is someone that is creating a compelling future, communicating, articulating, and aligning the organization with something that is not in existence yet today but that you're moving everyone in congruence towards and really taking the time and having the ability to not only lock in on what that compelling vision and future looks like, but what has to happen organizationally and strategically in order to shift everyone forward and enroll your team and your market and your clients in the vision that you're trying to lead them towards. Very, very different from tactical business operation. And that's the doing, right? And so the first day on on my calendar is my CEO day. I'm not talking about uh, the days of the week. I'll talk more about that in just a second. But one day is dedicated to that. Another day is dedicated to team. So we know that one-on-ones are absolutely crucial. We know that having strategic meetings with different departments to map out vision, strategy, and action plan and having really focused and dedicated time to talk about core concepts across the board that are going to, again, yes, you're going to discuss tactic. Yes, you're going to discuss execution. But remember, it, it's, you have to capture the heart and the mind first. And then you talk about the plan to get the outcome that you want. And I find that most leaders spend all day, every day conversing with their team about tactic. And they forget to capture the heart and the mind of the person that they're communicating with and to really set the vision over and over again. And when you do that, the results that you get from a tactical focus are going to pale in comparison to the results that you will get when you have the ability and take the time to capture the belief system and the mindset and the head and the heart of the people that you're counting on to deliver on those results. So team is the second big theme. The third big theme obviously is coaching clients, right? So although I have a a very strong team that runs the organization, obviously I still love what I do and I still want to interact with my clients. So, you know, I do strategic advisory inside of empire builders every week. I do the legacy leader session every week, which is my high ticket, very intimate mastermind with my seven and eight figure clients. Legacy Builders I rotate through that on a monthly basis and obviously inevitable millionaire I'm with live every single week. And so Thursdays uh, are my coaching days. And so that day is really dedicated to my client work. And then of course content. Content is uh, the the what do they call it the the fuel in the tank of the company and the brand, right? So dedicating time each week to creating both short form and long form content, whether it's for the podcast, YouTube, stories, uh, reels, you know, whatever it is, but really making sure that every single week I am showing up and I am putting things out in the world that can be used over and over again into the future to build the brand and to also create a call to action to get people to take steps to work with us. So content, and then finally uh, PR and visibility, right? And that's more uh, interviewing podcast guests going on other people's podcasts. Uh, sometimes it's virtual speaking engagements. Sometimes it's doing television appearances, whether virtual or in person, being a part of you know any type of opportunity to get in front of someone else's audience. So those things have really, really allowed me to optimize my schedule and to create space for each core element of the business and to come into the day really mentally and physically invested and prepared and to really eliminate a lot of the kind of mental focus that gets lost in task switching. It's so interesting because I think back in the you know, early 2000s, multitasking was like all the rage. And it was like a huge part of training and a huge part of business. And everybody was trying to, you know, be, you know, more effective and more efficient by doing more multitasking. And now, obviously, we have the brain science to to really understand that multitasking is, you know, super inefficient and, and doesn't work. So the less multitasking that you're doing, the more impactful you're going to be, And the less that you're having to do task switching, the more kind of mental acuity and the more focus that you're going to have and the bigger and better results that you're going to get. And I have absolutely seen a massive difference from this. And the other thing that I'll say is, you know, you don't feel pulled all the time. You know, and I think one of the things that kills business owners productivity is that there's poor planning for the things that come up all the time that are both necessary and important, but maybe don't work with the same continuity or consistency that like a regular scheduled call has. And so, you know, having times for operational blocks having times for finance having times for vendors all of that for me that is all on tuesdays which is my team day so on that team day if i need to do a one on one i'm doing a one on one if i need to do a team meeting a team training a vendor meeting, a, you know, strategic focus on operations, HR, finance, whatever that is, it's all going on that day. So I know coming in that I don't feel bad that I'm not creating content or I'm not going live or I'm not doing, you know, the work in the other areas because there is dedicated time for each thing that is relevant, meaningful, and important. And it allows you to then also start when you're supposed to start and finish when you're supposed to finish because the appropriate planning and preparation has been done. So it's really important in order to do this effectively that you do a true audit of all of the areas of the business that it is important and necessary for you to be involved in. And both the regularly scheduled things and the kind of inconsistent things that come up frequently that you then need to add times on the calendar for, that's typically the stuff that gets added at night, on the weekend, in the overflow hours that really takes you off track. You have to learn how to be efficient and effective with your meetings, start on time, end on time. It's something you have to learn how to do. I see it all the time. If you're having creep and your meetings are constantly running over, you are not being effective. You have to find a way to start on time and finish on time every single time, and that is how you are going to ultimately optimize your impact and your results, especially keeping in mind when you're running meetings, less is more. The shorter the meeting is and the less topics you're covering, the more effective it's going to be. The longer the meeting is and the more topics you're covering, the less effective it's going to be. You have to focus on getting optimal If you want to focus on creating a schedule that has impact and drives results versus just overwhelming burnout that, you know, comes with continuously adding more, but then things are continuously being watered down and having less impact and results. So the bottom line here is developing theme days can absolutely maximize your productivity and the profitability of how you're showing up in your business each week knowing all the things that need to be scheduled on your calendar is essential in order for this to work. Understanding where your focus needs to be in order to align with your big picture goals is what is going to make this meaningful for you. And then making and keeping your promises to yourself is going to be absolutely key. Making and keeping your promises to yourself is going to be absolutely key. This is how you're going to truly optimize what you're doing So that again, you are able to make time for family and faith and fulfillment and fun and that there's actually space and time and energy to do so. So I hope this was helpful for you. Again, if you haven't gotten access to the millionaire time secrets training that I did, you can go to uemarch.com. When you order a 2023 planner, you're going to get access to the millionaire time secrets training. Even if you don't want to use that planner or you already have a planner, it's worth getting just for the training alone. It is that powerful. It is that meaningful. It will make you money. Okay. So I hope you all grab a copy for yourselves. I hope this was helpful for you and we'll see you back here soon.